Hello, and welcome to the Great Game Debate Podcast, where friends come together to talk and respectfully disagree about video games. Thanks to Mateo for that one. The brainchild behind our new slogan. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Katie Birthday Lane. If you hear a lawnmower in the background when I'm talking, it's because my neighbor decided to load them on lawn at 7 p.m. on a Sunday. Mateo, how you doing, buddy? I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty good. I thought you were going to say, if you hear a lawnmower in the background, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah we just had uh we had a hailstorm come through on friday actually so uh i'm a little pissed off that my car is just dinged up with hail man this texas weather oh, is just not cooperating with me no <laughs> haven't even Does checked the bike yet cover that or is that an act of god like i don't know actually this is the first time that we've had a hailstorm come through and actually damage my car <laughs> yikes anyway jonah how you doing buddy uh, I've been better, man, dude. My allergies just kicking my ass lately, but, um, you know, getting, getting stuff organized for like the show and, you know, getting prep work for packs. So, I mean, I could, I, it could definitely be worse, you know, it could Eat. definitely be worse. And of course we are not complete without our fourth limb, Steven. How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. I was just uh, thinking about yeah, ins- insurance companies. Yeah, they message me every single time there's like a storm, and I'm just like, get back to yourself. I don't care. Like, <laughs> you're, you're still you're still fixing I'll my call car. You. <laughs> yeah, <it's>, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, this week, our special guest. We are so pleased to announce the return of X Great Game Debate Podcast founding member Wesley Bates. How you doing, buddy? I'm back, baby. That's right. <laughs> they tried to keep me away, but I finally <laughs> bribed Jonah enough to allow me to come back to the show. Yeah, all, all, all of the court like hearings and stuff have cost us all a lot of money, but you know we're slowly. slowly well, yeah, now show. we're even more money in the hole after he embezzled <laughs> all of ours. Hey, look, you guys have had six months to bring things back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, at the time of this recording, it is Father's Day, so shout out to all the fathers out there. You're doing great. And on that note, hope you stop by the floating continent on the way in to pick up your Atma weapon, because it's time for the icebreaker. I'm realizing now that we didn't discuss an icebreaker beforehand, so I'm going to (laughs) pick a random one off of our bank of community questions. Oh, boy. Uh, this one comes in from Daniel the DM, who I believe is our first patron. Thank you so yes. much, Dan. Ooh, You're the man. man. Join our Discord and uh, check out the D&D channel on Mondays if you want to play a little bit of D&D with Daniel. Um, his question is, did you ever play a video game, get to the end, and only then realize your decisions along the way resulted in causing ruin in the video game world? For example, the first time I played through Witcher 3, I lost everyone and ended up just suicide wow. mission trying to kill the hags and crook That's back wild. bog alone and grief stricken. It was so sad. And then I got Anna Henrietta killed too. Uh, both of these endings were surprises that I later played through again and fixed thanks to walkthrough websites, which kind of brings me to a secondary question is if you guys uh can handle your failures uh, or perceived <laughs> negative choices in a video game or if you like have to have a walkthrough on your first playthrough of a game to do I everything am. right you know but uh, uh steven what do you think 
Yeah, I have so much to say about this. Talking about handling your failures, that was the first thing that came to mind. I turned off um, Dragon Age Origins because I went to like a... I had to do some mission that was tied to... Some, oh, I had to save some kid or whatever. I had to go to this um, tower of magicians. And I got up to the top and they're like, oh, this, this, and this. What are you doing here? And I'm like, oh, let's... Enough talking, I said. And then they just all just decided to kill me. And I'm like, <laughs> so I killed them. And so I failed multiple missions You're all just in one go. Like, oh, it's failed, just failed, because failed. I chose the wrong dialogue option. I was just like, no, like, let's chill out. I'm trying to do something else. And then I just completely failed. And I was just like, that's enough for me. So I, I, I have quit stuff based on failure before. <laughs> but like, yeah, um, I would definitely say no. surely no one's actually actually beat the suicide mission of mass effect without losing someone the first mm. time because there's so many like little bits and pieces like and always they're like oh no morbin's gonna die or whatever just because you know um but um or morden i can't remember his name um but yeah no that, that... him is better off dead because yeah, he yeah, remember yeah. his name yeah. <laughs> um yeah and then yeah think it for me dark souls is scary to me. I'm such a, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm such a, a scaredy cat. So I was like, that was always, I needed the, the guide. So like playing Elden Ring was the first time where I was like, I'm going in blind, having mm -hmm. fun. And it, and it was awesome. It was, and, and probably it's the least scary of all like souls yeah, games. I would say. Sure. Um, yeah. Elden Ring yeah. was going to be the one I was going to bring up. It's just, and it's sad too, because like, by successfully completing quests in Elden Ring, you kind of re-ruin the game world because almost everyone's <laughs> quest end is they die. You know? So. Yeah. What about you, Wes? Do you think I'm the one? Oh, man. I have crippling analysis paralysis when it comes to video game choices. Um, I overanalyze everything um, to the fact that, like, for an example, in Fallout 4, I straight up just quit the game after like 70 hours because I came to a point where you have to pick a faction and I'm like, I hate all these factions and yeah. no matter what I do, like something bad's going to happen. I'm like, I'm just not going to finish this game. I don't care anymore. Wow. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not going to do it. So I agree. Um, all the factions were kind of mid or like had bad intentions in Fallout 4. I didn't agree with a lot of it. So yeah, after my first playthrough, I also didn't go back and oh, yeah, I am going to choose the other guys. I it I actually kind of like that narrative. I like that narrative more, where the vault dweller, like all these factions, come up to him and they're like, "So, which one of us are you going to join?" He just walks away, never yeah. escapes. <laughs> Screw you guys! Screw you guys! I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I have the same problem with Persona. That's why it took me so long to get a Persona oh, for making man, decisions. Yeah. And um, I almost didn't play Fire Emblem Three Houses because I was trying to like, who do I pick? Which which house? And you know. What choices do I make? But I, on yeah. that one, I, I finally just had to force myself to just live with my choices and my decisions, and mm -hmm. it was fine. But I do have a really hard time with that. I 100% cheat on my tests in Persona. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm getting straight A's, baby. I'm I, just uh, losing stats. I uh, I definitely feel that with Fallout 4. Like, the the thing came around, and it's like, man, I don't want any of you guys. And then Someone's like, oh, you could do the, the like, the railroad people. I was like... The railroad was the guy for me. I was like, yeah. And then my game glitched, so I couldn't go with the railroad. Oh, no. So, <laughs> I was like, okay. So, I ended up, I ended up doing none of them. 
I didn't do, I didn't pick any of them. I got like all the way to the end of the game without picking any of them. I did all of the DLC and then I finally just like, you know what, Brotherhood of Steel are okay. They're cool. Kind of fascist. Yeah. <laughs> they got mini guns and power. Yeah. Cool. At least you look cool while you're yeah, yeah. You know, like exactly. dominating the landscape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so Impressing yeah. everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plus you get that cool mission where you're like on the helicopter thing with the minigun just mowing people down. Just yeah america hurrah yeah mm-hmm. big, big fascist energy uh, <laughs> mine, mine is probably like final fantasy tactics dude i restarted that entire game oh because, God, because yeah. i missed the opportunity to get to get a uh, cloud on my team so i had to restart the entire damn game to, i mean you can't pass up getting cloud right that's basically failing the game if you don't <laughs> uh let's see Agreed. the other one would the other one would be bloodborne i never beat bloodborne but I know I made the wrong choices the entire yeah. way through. So many of those quests are so easily missable, like Eileen the Crow and stuff. It's just didn't get those umbilical cords, eh? Well, yeah, I, 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 think, I, I think I sent yeah. that dude to the to the cat the cathedral or whatever. The guy that murders mm. everyone. I definitely did that. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you're going through, you're going into like uh, underground bit, and there's Eileen, and I'm like, well, that looks like an enemy. So I just went oh. for, went hacks, <laughs> and so I beat it, like you know. But got, did you still get cool the Blaze of Chaos for killing her? Yeah, I mean, because that's the you. end yeah, goal yeah, of her yeah. quest. So. Well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I, I did get the um the wheel guy's quest, like, yeah. randomly. Like, I, I was pretty stoked to get that. That was good. Freaking wheel. Hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, sounds like Bethesda games and Souls games. Kings of ruining yeah. game world for Choices. <laughs> the kings yeah, of regret. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks again to Dan for that one. And, uh... Gee whiz, guys, I guess it's already time for the debate. So I guess I'll turn things over to Jonah, our judge. All right, welcome back to the debate, everybody. We have a fun Zelda-like debate with our buddy Wes representing Okami versus our host Caden representing Unsighted. To see it. which one of these games <laughs> is the best Zelda-like. Uh, we will have two assist trophies. Mateo and Steven will be representing games. Mateo, you're doing Unsighted, and Steven, you're doing Okami, correct? Correct. And the assist trophies have requested today that they have extended time. So, assist trophies today will be one minute long. Wes, as our to hear this. <laughs> Wes, as our guest, would you like to start or close the debate? I would like to start the debate, please. Ooh, guns blazing! I'm gonna. And I, uh, I got, I got a lot to say. So, uh, you, 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 you won't even have to say leave it blank on the table because <laughs> there will be nothing left on the table in this. Debate. That is exactly how we say that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wes, you've got two minutes on the clock. Three, two, one, debate. Okay, Okami came out on the PS2. It was developed by Capcom and Studio Clover, uh, which uh, directed by Hideki Kamiya, who you might know now from uh, his time uh, directing classics like Bayonetta. Um, the art style in this game is amazing. If you have not seen a trailer for this game, go watch some gameplay. It is a beautiful Japanese watercolor and wood carving art style. Uh, known as ukiyo-e, uh, ukiyo-e, 
sorry, and it is poetry in motion. It is beautiful, vibrant, and colorful. There's no aesthetic like it out there in video games. You need to see this thing in action. Um, this is a beautiful Zelda-like. Um, you have everything that makes Zelda great. You've got um, new powers and new abilities and new items that you gain as you go through. All centered around bespoke dungeons. That's the thing everybody loves in Zelda with great puzzles and mechanics built around that. You've got amazing movement. You play as a wolf who is a, the goddess Amaterasu who comes back to uh, cleanse the land of evil and ancient evil. And um, you have this really cool, unique uh, gameplay mechanic called the Celestial Brush. So you can hit a button, time pauses, a brush comes down on screen and you can draw with the brush and basically make items using the brush or interact with the items or interact with the environment using the brush. So you can draw bombs, you can manipulate the time of day, you can cause wind to blow, you can cause vines uh, to come up, you can slice enemies, etc, etc. It's 30 really... Seconds. Thank you. It's really, really great. Um, there's uh, awesome, unique dungeons with bosses and puzzles that you love about Zelda. It's a big, beautiful, vibrant overworld to explore with lots of side quests and mini quests to do. Um, and um, there's tons of combat options in this game. You can have glaives, chakra, prayer beads. They can each be used in, with uh, primary and secondary functions. So you can take the prayer beads and they're a whip uh, in the primary function or uh, like a machine gun in the Time. secondary function. All right. Oh, I, uh, man. When you said 30 seconds remaining, I, I could practically hear him like pressing the gas pedal. <laughs> yeah, <on> the <laughs> <floor>. <laughs> All right, Caden, you've got two minutes on the clock for your opening statement. Three, two, one, debate. A lot of good games came out in 2018. We had God of War. We had Monster Hunter World. That's why uh, I really... I want you to know, I mean it seriously when I say Unsighted was a goatee contender. Uh, it, it was neck and neck with, you know, Monster Hunter World and uh, God of War for me. So please check it out. Uh, indie game premise is you play uh, a android woman on a world where humans have completely destroyed the environment. And the only option they have left is create androids in their image to teach their culture to carry it on after they die. But... A meteor strikes the planet with a strange alien energy that causes the androids to gain true sentience and souls. And they begin rebelling against the humanoids. And the humanoids create a big, massive, tower-like machine that suppresses the life-giving energy of the meteors. And all of the androids start going crazy and like losing their minds and just becoming like feral, bloodthirsty serial killers. Same. This is the world of Unsighted. Yeah, relatable, right? <laughs> <laughs> so this is a top-down 2D real-time pixel art game, much in the vein of, you know, 2D Zeldas, uh, Zelda 1, Link to the Past, you know, all that kind of stuff. And what this game really brings to the table is just like an insane level of freedom, you know, kind of like on the order of uh, a Link Between Worlds with their like item renting system where you can seconds. tackle the dungeons in any order. So the game presents you at the beginning five dungeons uh, where you have to go reclaim these meteor shards. And you can do them in any order. There's a, the great thing about how they handle items, they have all the Zelda items you love. They got the spinner from Twilight Princess. They got yeah. double hook shocks. They got bombs. They got uh, ice weapons that make ice platforms in the water uh, to, to reach areas. Um, but you could discover these items in any order. Time. Well, I guess I'll have more to say later. 
I should have spoke a lot faster like Lex. <laughs> you gotta go you gotta go fast to get all this fast. out, man. You right. gotta you gotta channel tune, by inner sound. Fast right. and loose, baby. Fast and loose. All it's right. like a hot dog eating contest. If you slow down, you're not gonna win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, we got two minutes on the clock going into round two rebuttal. Wes three, two, one, debate. Okay, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that Unsighted is a bad game. Unsighted is an amazing game, and I really do uh, genuinely think that people should go out and check this game out, because it is uh, definitely underrated. One thing that Caden did not talk about that I really did not like about this game, though, was the timing mechanic. You are under a timer the whole game. Not just you, but every NPC in this game is under a timer. It is a death clock, and once that timer hits zero, that character basically you know, um, goes berserk and loses their loses their sanity and you cannot get them back and they will try to murder you. Um, so unless you're like, Kane talked about the sense of freedom that you have in this game, but really you are, you, you do not have the freedom to explore any way that you want because you really need to keep that timer in mind. And it is stressful. Unless you're a speedrunner, which I don't think most people are, <laughs> um, then you really, really need to move fast. You can extend the clock with this meteor dust, which you can give to characters, or but a lot of times you need to use it for yourself to extend your own meter so you don't go crazy. And uh, it wasn't something I really liked. And I actually had to turn it off. You have the accessibility feature to turn it off, but it felt so bad to have to turn off a major game mechanic like that because it's so stressful. Um, the combat in this game is also brutal. It's brutally hard. You can get destroyed incredibly quickly. This game has a parry system that you pretty much have to uh, excel at in order to uh, do well at the combat. Um, and um, also a stamina, a stamina system that you have to manage. A lot, a lot of people like parry systems and stamina management when they think of Zeldas. That's really more of a Souls mechanic. So I could see why Caden would really enjoy that because he's very much a a Souls type of guy, but not everybody is. So you have to know that going in to Unsighted. Uh, also, the exploration isn't overly satisfying. A lot of the times the rewards you get are just Meteor Dust for extending the clock, which can get a little bit boring, uh, if I'm honest. And I didn't find it um, all that intriguing for all the work um. that I had to go through to explore. That was a facial expression I've never seen from Caden before. <laughs> I liked it. I was like, are you sure about that? <laughs> All right. Caden, you've got two yes, minutes sir. on the clock for your rebuttal. I think your face said it all in that last round. Three, two, one, debate. Okay. Okami came out in 2006. This game is old and does not hold up. <laughs> this game locked on a remaster ports at 30 FPS. It tricked me in the, the opening settings with the choice to choose the game's frame rate that only applies to the menus okay so here's the first three hours of okami you got a 15 minute opening cutscene. all the characters have this annoying like badly done banjo kazooie vo or they're like like that kind of thing and all of the dialogue is text-based so though they have this vo it's nonsensical charlie brown voice the, it's text-based, so it's like, okay, at least let me, like, speed through the text at, like, the pace that I could read. You can't speed up the text in this game, and it's slow. So you're just like, ah, oh, like, waiting for this cutscene to end, and finally, you, you get your hands 
on, on the character and you move like five feet and then like another cutscene plays. You get introduced to this game's version of Navi the Fairy, which is this perverted tiny artist. I don't know why he's tiny. He's a little like bug tiny human. And the way you introduce him is he crawls out from inside the cleavage of a wood sprite and he says, wish I could have spent more time in her kimono, if you know what I mean. <laughs> this guy is so annoying, dude. Like, Ocarina of Time solved this game's problem like eight years before it came out seconds. by allowing you to choose when you wanted Navi's input by hitting up on the C-pad. Imagine if every time Navi had something to say, she just said it. That's decent in this game okay so then you get thrown down into the village uh after you get to the tutorial and it's like the game just doesn't give you any direction and it wants you to just go around and just like talk to all these people or turn to stone i'm just like what am i even supposed to be doing here and anyway that's like the first two hours of the game time <laughs> hey have you played zelda before all right, well, uh... So what did, what did you set your your menu's FPS to, though? Uh, 120. 120. There's some crisp menus. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. All right, we're going on, uh, going into round three, and, uh, I believe I'm, we're... I'm so excited. We're, we're starting, uh, we're starting round three for both round, or for both participants with, um, the assist trophy, and am I correct in that? Yes, I would be happy to start with my assist trophy. Caden, are you cool with that, too? Yes. All right. <clears throat> who's doing, who's doing Okami? Is that Steven? Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. Steven, you've got one minute on the clock. Use it wisely. Mm -hmm. Three, two, one, debate. Okay, so uh, to show how good the characters are in, in Okami, we asked uh, an AI to write us a <laughs> short uh, fanfic. So here we go. Amaterasu, the sun goddess, had been traveling through Nippon for many months, helping to restore peace and order to the land. She had defeated many demons and evil spirits, and she was starting to feel tired. She was also starting to miss her home in the heavens. One day, Amaterasu was walking through a forest when she came across a small village. The village was in ruins, and the people were all 30 gone. Seconds. Amaterasu looked around and saw that the village had been attacked by a group of bandits. She was about to continue on her way when she heard a voice. Please help us, the voice said. Amaterasu turned around and saw a young girl standing behind her. The girl was covered in dirt and her clothes were torn. She looked scared and alone. What happened here, Amaterasu asked. Bandits attacked us, the girl said. They took everything and we had, and they killed my parents. Amaterasu felt a pang of sadness. She knew what it was like to lose loved ones. She put her paw on the girl's shoulder. Don't Time. worry, she said. I'll help you. <laughs> put her paw on the shoulder and said, don't worry, I'll help you. <laughs> All right. Oh, Wes, God. you've got two minutes on the clock. Three, two, one, debate. Okay, Steven mentioned characters. Uh, this game has some great side characters, and there's it's full of whimsy. You've got uh, Yakuza Sparrows, uh, a sleepy circus bear that rolls around on a giant acorn, aliens, a pair of elderly serial killers, uh, an electrically charged ghost, Power Ranger dogs, mass swordsmen, and a very sarcastic sentient scrap of paper, just to name a few. Um, you can also increase your moveset by visiting a dojo and um, learn the secret arts of urinating on your enemies, which is a move <laughs> called the Golden Fury, or defecating on them called the Brown Rage. 
just to, just to wrap up, Okami has a lot of great uh, elements that are rev reminiscent of a lot of Zelda games. You have classic items like bombs, vines, which are like a hook shot. You can change the time of day, like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. You can man manipulate the wind, like Wind Waker. You can play as a wolf, like in Twilight Princess. And there's even some really awesome elements from games like Minish Cap. Um, it's a truly epic adventure. It's full of tons of charm. Um, and it really gives the heavy Zelda vibes um, with its bespoke dungeons and puzzles, um, quirky characters, and epic quest line. Um, if you want a really great Zelda-like, you won't find a better one than Okami. Unsighted, uh, on the other hand, it's a really great game, but it's darker and heavier than pretty much almost any Zelda game I've ever played. And its structure and gameplay don't really make it feel much like a Zelda game. It feels more like an isometric Metroidvania on a timer with Souls-like elements. And, 30 seconds. Um, that all stacks up to make a really superb game, but it doesn't necessarily make a game that's reminiscent of what most players would associate with a Zelda-like title to me. So uh, I, well, I definitely do recommend people go check out um, Unsighted. Uh, I wouldn't go into it with the idea that you're really going to be playing a heavy Zelda-like. Um, it's uh, got a, it pulls a lot of elements from other places, and with that in mind, I think that Okami is the superior Zelda-like. Very nice, Wes. He, he didn't lie. He said he was going to use all his time. He used all his nothing time. Left on the table. Leaving nothing on the table. All right, Mateo. You've got a minute on the clock. Sweet. <laughs> Three, two, one, debate. Alma and her friends were running out of time. The nanomachines that powered their bodies were slowly shutting down and there was no way to stop it. They had tried everything they could think of to find a way to save themselves, but nothing had worked. They were starting to lose hope. But then Alma had an idea. She remembered a legend about a place called the Everlasting Garden where the nanomachines could not harm them. It was a long shot, but it was their only hope. Alma and her friends sat on a journey to find the Everlasting Garden. Along the way, they faced many challenges. They were attacked by robots. They had to cross dangerous landscapes and they even had to fight a giant robot. But through it all, they never gave up hope. Finally, after many days of travel, they reached the Everlasting Garden. They were greeted seconds. by a group of robots who told them that they had been waiting for them. The robots led Alma and her friends to a special chamber where they could recharge their nano machines. Alma and her friends were finally safe. They had survived and they found a place where they could live forever. They were grateful to the robots for saving them and they promised to never forget their kindness. Alma and her friends lived in the Everlasting Garden for many years. They were happy and content and they never forgot the friends they made along the way. One day, Alma <laughs> decided to leave the Everlasting Garden. She wanted to see the world and experience new things. Her friends were sad to see her go, but they knew that she had to follow her heart. That definitely Time. happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everlasting Garden, for sure. All right, Caden, you've got two minutes on the clock. Let's close this debate out. <laughs> Three, two, one, debate. I just carried on what I was uh, saying last time. Um, all of the... Like key items, Zelda, Zelda like key items in this game are like just your weapons, and there's like a myriad of ranged and uh, melee weapons, swords, axes, pistols, shotguns, uh, giant shuriken, Yuffie style, hookshot, uh, flamethrower, ice freezer thrower. And <laughs> these have the dual purpose of being used in combat, uh, but also for unlocking the puzzles in the game so like you get a grenade launcher and you're like wait can i just like use these like bombs to like blow up and break the walls and caves and stuff or you could get your spitter and just ride it into the to the cave and break it eventually you get the hook shot and it's used for like pulling enemies closer to you and stunning them but also like spider-manning around the environment and these items when you unlock them you realize like a lot of things are in the environment that maybe you didn't even realize were puzzles and it, it has that like tunic 
moment where you know you can kind of go back through the game world at the end of the game with like all of your abilities and there's just like so much stuff to find um, i'm really glad wes decided to waste his rebuttal extolling the virtues of the timer system of this game and explaining how awesome it is but also now i could say that <laughs> there's a, a option when you start the game to just not have the timer so the pressure is gone if you don't want it so it's not really negative there it's there if you seconds. want it and uh, it's there if, if you don't um the uh the game has uh probably some of the best like zelda like dungeons maybe even like better than a lot of zelda dungeons i'd say you can tackle them in any order they have themes there's like a flaming robot factory that's like your fire dungeon there's like an aquarium that's like the ice dungeon there's like um you know a museum where it's like lost power and the exhibits are attacking you and it, it's just great items dungeons Hi. bosses <laughs> all right we're gonna go into our judging state uh segment steven i'll let you go first you've got two minutes on the clock to say your thoughts <laughs> go all right um man yeah there's no denying how good um, Akami looks, and that it, it is still very unique to this day. But the fact of Caden saying that you can't speed up the um, the, the dialogue that is painful, like, and I definitely feel like because yeah, I, I, I'm a big. <laughs> Uh, I've, I've said it many times, I really don't like the start of Twilight Princess because it's so slow. Um, and it's very similar in Okami. There's just so much stuff at the start, just dialogue. And it's like, look, I get it. You're trying to make a world and you're trying to make me like these characters, but I just want to do the Zelda ring. And that's where like 2D Zelda likes and stuff usually get that and just go, start doing Zelda stuff. Like, you know, start going to dungeons, start using items and if you bring up if you bring up double hookshot which is probably the greatest ever like zelda item yes. like Facts. um you're gonna get you're gonna get a dub from me uh so yeah so it's it, it's gotta go to uncited and i yeah i like the i like the parry in uncited i have not beaten either of these games i've played about a similar amount of both games but yeah um i love how akami looks though but yeah uncited gets it for me all right, leaving 35 seconds on the table. <laughs> Mateo. Do we have time? We have time judges. No, no just Steven does because he rants. <laughs> Mateo, go uh, ahead. Let's see. I was going to give it to Okami because Wes mentioned that there's a machine gun, but it sounds like there might be a machine gun in Unsighted. I don't know enough about the game, but if there's a grenade launcher, I feel like there's probably a machine gun. I think I said um, there was a machine gun. Unsighted seems like it is for a better gamer than me. <laughs> from, from what I've heard about the from the way the parry system and things have been described, it feels There's like it's difficulty for a better modes. Gamer I forgot. <laughs> but uh, I was watching uh, Salty Bets stream the other day, and I did watch uh, a version of uh, uh, Maretsu of whatever whatever it is from Okami. Uh, oh, just yeah. dom just dominate this Saiyan in this like you know this AI fight. So I, I got to give it to Okami. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. AI, AI control to Matarasu. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, wow, it's very you, AI forward. That was, a, that, was, that was a very. Uh, I, I had nothing to do with that, uh, with that, with that part of the win, but I, I guess I'll take it. Very AI forward um, debate this week, I guess. Um, 
My vote's going for Okami, dude. Wes, Wes mentioned the time thing, and I know Caden brought it up too, but Wes also said that, yes, you can turn it off, but then it takes away from the game instead of, like, instead of it relieving the, the pressure, Man. it just kind of spoils it. I just want to, like, talk I mean, that's more true, about these games yeah. once you've made your decisions so I don't influence your votes, but there's just so much more to say. Talk about influencing votes, though. Sorry, I'll let you go just a second. You forgot to talk about how bad the drawing mechanic is. So you could have won <laughs> yeah. with that, I think. Yeah. And, yeah, I, anyway, so and go, I forgot to talk Mateo. about the isometric platforming. <laughs> yeah, It's not isometric. It's not down. It's not down. Tilt shift, but yeah. I, I don't know. I think I it's do feel like it's the same as like a link to the past. Anyway, sorry. I, I do feel oh, like you don't turning... have to jump in a link to the past. <laughs> I, I do feel like turning off like the the death timer thing would kind of take away from the the journey to the everlasting garden. Like, about that. like why do I need to go to the everlasting? No more time. Why, why, do, why do I need to go to the everlasting garden if I if the nano machines aren't killing me? Yeah, you didn't talk enough about the friends you made along the way, Kane. Yeah, really which is actually a really great selling point of the game. Uh. <laughs> Um, so I totally forgot what I was saying. Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah. Just, just uh, start over. Uh, picking Okami because of the time statement that Wes had also um, made. You said that the, the reading is slow. Well, that's fine because I'm slow and smooth brain. So <laughs> it takes me a while to read anyway. Um, uh, yeah, and you know what? Wes brought up the point that Unsighted is a really good game, but it feels like a Metroidvania more than a Zelda game. Has a spinner, dude. Spinner. <laughs> I mean, what when you look at like a Link to the Past versus like Super Metroid, it's like both games allow you to use key items yeah. to like, you know, do I, 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 puzzles I, I, I throughout the game. I saw Link to the you know? Past on a best Metroidvania list. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, I understand where they're coming it's from. So but it's so similar. Like, yeah, so I mean... I guess. Either way, my vote is yeah, going yeah, for Okami. It is what it is. It is what it is. And uh, with that, we can we can go you on. You just to... want to stay in the kimono. Yeah. Yeah. I can't uh, wait to you know uh, I mean. lose the uh, community vote because nobody knows what unsighted it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great game. Go play it. We'll go on to yeah. our last debate that we had, which was our uh, PAX Media team. It was uh, Total War versus Civilization. Eking it out by one point was Civilization. So congratulations, oh, Tommy. Wow. I love Total War. Congratulations. I, I, I respect them both from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> from a long distance. And uh, with that, we'll move on to our Key 3 segment. All right, everyone, we're back with our Key 3 special, <laughs> Summer Games Fest. <laughs> the nebulous period of time in the summer, that's like a week to two weeks, and you don't really know if, like, the Xbox Showcase is, like, actually affiliated with Summer Game Fest, but they, like, post it on the Summer Game Fest Twitter, so it makes it seem like it's their thing. I, I don't know. He I think Healy's, like, said that Gamescom is the end of, like, the, the Summer Games Fest event. Or like, it's very, crazy. it's very that's convenient crazy. for him to just or be able summer to say, hey, it's part of us. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, oh, you're yeah. doing it. Hey, SGF. Hey, here we are. Yeah, it's, it's like, nice. uh, it's, like it's like, 
It's like DJ Khaled making songs. Mm. <laughs> In any case, uh, before Summer Game Fest kicked off, Jonah and I made a series of uh, bets with each other um, about Summer Game Fest that some of our community members also weighed in on. Um, so we're going to go through those now and see uh, who won the bets. So um, our first bet, uh, will Elden Ring DLC get a trailer? Uh, 18 of our community members voted yes and two voted no. Jonah, I, I was uh, I was one of those 18. I thought we were going to get at least a teaser or something, but I, 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 was, I was stupid. I should have figured... Oh, they're going to show off Armored Core, which they ended up showing off Armored Core. Yeah, we and just wanted to hope. You know We're what? Armored, Armored Core is looking pretty cool. It does it? look cool, yeah. <laughs> it looks pretty, pretty cool. I think I won that game. Uh, I'm pretty hyped for it. Yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect with it, just because I'm typically not like a big mech guy, but like when they're showing you jump in and then kind of flying around and stuff and just like you dodge but you can have like an attack on a dodge so like the missiles will shoot out when you just dodge backwards it looks oh, pretty yeah, it looks pretty i sick. just i just realized that i have to buy armored core 6 because of my my tag name that makes sense i uh -huh. am stoked i'm also stoked for armored core 6 but i will tell you that i have not played a good armored core game since armored core master of Arena. that's what's exciting yeah it's like armored core basically is an entire series of like 15 like crap games and like finally it's gonna be good <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh i was no on that one so uh one point for me i guess uh will jeff and kojima hug and, was the next bet and i said no they would not which <laughs> yeah may maybe maybe they true. did maybe they did in jeff's apartment or something in his hotel yeah. room After afterwards party. but it didn't happen on camera or yeah maybe if you subscribe to jeff's like only fans maybe you got to see it but... you have to watch kojima's uh podcast <laughs> yeah so one point for jota we're tied up uh bet number three will the next mainline monster hunter be revealed turned out that didn't happen uh the capcom showcase was probably the worst of the entire oh. event they literally had nothing <laughs> new to show at all kind of a wet fart there <laughs> yeah we all, we all sat there and watched it live and all we were doing was just talking about random stuff because nothing I, was uh, happening i loved <laughs> i loved that they recapped exo primal from all the stuff that they had shown previously and then they recapped what they had recapped yeah, and then they recapped everything again so we got to yeah. see the same thing three times in that showcase which was, i just started like yeah. checking my phone and looking up every five minutes being like we're still talking about yeah, that, that is like, <laughs> but that, same with um same with uh what's it called uh uh, Dragon, Dragon's Dogma. Oh, Dragon's Dogma. Dragon's Dogma too. It's like, would you like to see the bridge break again? <laughs> yeah, it was the same show trailer. That we'll do it in slow mo this time. That yeah. being oh, said, <laughs> the the dude that came out to talk about Ghost Trick, he, he was. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he was Drip awesome, Lord. Yeah. Oh my God, he looked it's like he man. What clean. is stopping you from dressing like this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I believe, uh, Jonah, you, you said Monster Hunter will not be revealed, no, so that was I, a point for I you. I did say no. So you pull ahead on that one, two to one. 
Next bet was, will Silksong oh. receive a release date with a day, month, and year? Jonah, what was your bet on that one? I said, I said yes. So Xbox, pro Logic. X Xbox promised that the game was going to come out within 12 months from yeah. their last their last showcase. We trusted you, Phil. With the delay just, and it not happening, they could have at least giving <laughs> a, given us uh, a release date. But, you know... They're still teasing us. I think I think Team Cherry is like the ultimate edger. They just like to keep edging their <laughs> fan base. It's working. And they're never gonna pop the cherry. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, that was a no for me. So I got the point on that one. So we're tied up again, two to two. Bet number five. Will Steven give the Fable trailer a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Bet null if no trailer. Luckily for us, there was a trailer. Steve, give us your thoughts. Uh, so yeah, we uh, we we discussed this off air, and it was it was very uh, it was very hard for me to come to an opinion. Yeah, because um, he, you know what, <laughs> Stephen doesn't know how to give straight answers. It's like, hey, Stephen, <laughs> do you want this or this? And he's like, well, and so I had to put up pull up another timer for Stephen to yeah. say his thoughts. <laughs> he went three times the timer, and we still don't know. Yeah. So. What yeah, is your so, answer? Um, I I love the IT crowd, so I, lo I love Rich Iodi. Um, all you have to do is give us a thumbs up or thumbs his, down. All, all Here of we his go stuff. Um, but yeah, on, online, on Twitter somewhere, <laughs> someone said, um, giving Shrek. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> that's a nut, that's, huh? a, that's a winning <laughs> argument. It's, uh, yeah. Jonas. Oh. Steven is a professional debater, and if he has no opponent, he will debate himself. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> he can, uh, what, what is that political thing that they do in America where you just talk, talk, filibuster? Oh, yeah. yeah professional really filibuster. He's not a professional de debater. He's a well, professional let me ask you, Steven, do people like hate Shrek culturally in Australia, or is that just a you think? Because people love Shrek over here. <laughs> I think I, people I, like, ironically like Shrek, like, and they're like, you know what, it's uh, not that bad. Body, <laughs> the, the NPCs are just some of the most hideous things, like, ever <laughs> to, like, grace the screen. And, you know, DreamWorks had that issue for a long time. They've somehow yeah. apart. They've gone past, like, the animation style of um, Pixar nowadays, but, like, man, it took them a long time to stop looking gross. Mm-hmm. Um, and what are, what, are, what are your thoughts on his sidekick? Um, he's the donkey. I can't remember his name, though. What's, his what's the donkey? Donkey. Donkey. Right. <laughs> donkey. I, like, that was, you know, that was the start of... Oh, no, it wasn't the start. Disney's been doing it for years of, like, putting modernisms into period, you know, pieces mm. and stuff. So, yeah, I, Shrek I, is I, a I period it. piece. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, love, uh, I love Eddie Murphy. Like, okay. um, oh, I know yeah. Raw is not uh, PC anymore, but it's yeah. a great comedy special. All right. Well, now we've covered all of the faces. Uh, Jonah, I, did you think he would, would give a thumbs up or a thumbs down on that one? See... I I thought he would. I genuinely thought the trailer yeah, was a good trailer. Like yeah. I, I thought, yeah. like I don't know. No one could have uh, have guessed the labyrinthine twist and turns of Stephen's mind. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, think I, that... I wish it was more stylized. If it was more stylized, I'd 100 give it a thumbs up. Sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that good. puts me at three points, and Jonah at two. So that brings us to our last bet. Will an indie game slash early access slash demo? All indie, so an indie game, early access order demo, uh, Shadow Drop, that Mateo downloads and plays at least one minute of on the same day. I did. So 
Yeah, but you're not Matea. I know. <laughs> I didn't ask you about this at all for now, Matea, so did you? I did. Fortune's hey. fun. I played uh, played a solid like 30 minutes hour of that one. Not bad. I haven't not even bad. heard of that one. Fortune's run. Yeah, it's a cyberpunky dystopian future nonsense. Mm. There's a lot of like crawling around events, which I didn't love. Yeah, don't know if I'm gonna don't know if I'm gonna keep a keep my eye on that one or not. Have you played Metal Gear? Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dejano, did you think that he would or would not play? Uh, I, uh, it's Mateo. He's the man of demos. Of course, he did. That's, that's true. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, that puts you at three. So originally I had an odd number of bets and uh, the other fellows want to add uh, a couple extra. It was me. I wanted to add Silk Song. Uh, I, was like, oh, I bet Silk Song's going to be there. I was like, there's no way we're going to tie. And so, you know, we tie. So uh, <laughs> over the next week, we're going to come up with a tiebreaker and settle the bet on the next recording. What so. were the stakes of the bet, by the way? Uh, the stakes of the bet are that someone has to record, uh, not record, but um, during a segment of the recording of the podcast, use a helium voice morpher. So, which I think, I, I, think goes. I think we we both will do that. We'll just intro the show next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. No tiebreaker. We just both. Yeah. We'll both. We'll both suffer. Okay. For it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, no winners here. Um, Carrying on our uh, Key 3 special, I suppose, um, we're going to do a little round robin here to talk about each of our top five uh, games shown um, at Summer Game Fest. doesn't necessarily need to have been a world premiere. There are tons of games shown that we already knew about, but perhaps got new info about. Um, this probably, well, it's definitely going to be replacing the pitch, and it may or may not replace the game, depending on how I long think, it goes. I think, we'll, I think we'll be fine to still have the game afterwards. So Okay. okay. All right. um, so, let's see. I'll toss it to you as our guest this week, Wes. Uh, what is your number five, top five game? My number five is a game that got a demo. And Ooh. it's coming out in September. Oh, I it's think I know what it is. It's Liza P. Yeah, buddy. Hey. This game is on and my I, fantasy critic. And I want to be a real boy. <laughs> uh, I, I did download the demo and I did play the demo. And Can we talk I about the load absolutely... screen? I love the load screen. I was going to bring up the load screen, dude. Oh, did you Sorry, play it, Jonah? Yeah, I did. I did. Really? Yeah. yeah. I did you like it? Uh, yeah, it's... The the timing's a little weird on the game. Mm -hmm. I thought the uh, the the timing was off, but that could just be yeah, me. Yeah, Perry's and Perfect Block were weird. I had problems with them too. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a it's an early build of the game. I'm sure. Yes, it's, it's got, they've got three months left to kind of like tighten things up a little bit. But what I played, I absolutely loved. It's got the the atmosphere of a game like Bloodborne. It's it's not Bloodborne. This is not Bloodborne. Settle down, people. <laughs> um, you're, you're, you're comparing something to perfection, you know, basically, but it, it comes damn close. Yeah. It's, it's a very, very good one of these types of games. It's got its own thing going on. There's a lot of mechanics, interesting mechanics that seem to open up the gameplay after the demo um, and allow you to kind of like expand your move sets and, and do other things. But I love the the combat, the atmosphere. It's It's really kind of since Sony can't seem to get off their butts and put out a Bloodborne remaster or Bloodborne sequel, I needed something to scratch that itch. And that's what this game is. I am so looking forward to this. It comes out two days after my birthday. 
and uh, it's going to be my, my my birthday present. Happy birthday to Wes. Happy birthday hey. to Wes. I want to ask you this, Wes. Who's more annoying, Eason from Okami or Jiminy, the oh, AI in a lantern? It's 100% Eason. It's 100% Eason. At least he doesn't stop your gameplay, Jiminy. The, 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 the biggest thing that they could have done in Okami, I'll freely admit to make that game better, is just take that damn... His axe. He's, he's, supposed, to, he's supposed to be a flea, Caden. And that's why he's... Well, so he's literally a tiny a man. Flea. Yeah, I know. He has, a, he, he has a silhouette of two arms and legs and a head. Like, yeah, he's a little flea man. Okay. Um, <laughs> my my biggest issue with Jiminy in the in the demo is he was so hard to understand. Yeah, same. Yeah, like I also just didn't like his personality. It's like I'm a plucky, positive twenty something young white guy. <laughs> like I just didn't really understand what they were going for on that one. I, but I I really didn't get it didn't really bother me too much because he didn't talk that much i didn't feel like throughout well, the whole thing he was annoying enough that the few times he did were memorable to me Kane <laughs> has established that he has a very low tolerance level for annoying, yes. annoying companion characters so yes yes mateo did you get a chance to check this game out or the the demo out? i i watched uh i watched some streamers play it it's mm -hmm. uh you know the, these those kind of games the souls like games that so the souls games they're tough for me because I'm I, real I'm, bad at them. I'm right there with you, dude. I'm right there me with too, you. Me too, Mateo. Me too. I'm just, just a sucker for punishment. I, I really like the aesthetic and just like the originality of taking like something like Pinocchio and kind of flipping it on its head and making it like a super dark thing. Because I, I mean, Pinocchio is like a dark story, but just diving deeper into like that dark darkness of that that story is I, really cool when i was watching a streamer play it there was like a donkey man so like they're definitely embracing yeah, some like know, darker side it really some... it really reminded me of shrek you know yeah the, i think you so. got the donkey you, know, <laughs> you do get the donkey man characters you know and you can wear the donkey head so I, shrek, if shrek was a soul like this is exactly what you i have. really wanted <laughs> i really want to know what like what line does to you as a character yeah, in the game. Yeah, because then the demo, it didn't go anywhere. It's yeah. just like, oh, you lied. But yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll does get your, there. Does your nose get bigger? <laughs> no. You that? no, your pants so, get tighter. I, I beat the demo Ooh. too. And <laughs> that was really the main thing that I was frustrated with with the demos. They kept introducing a lot of really potentially interesting mechanics, but just within the scope of the demo, they didn't go anywhere. And I just, I'm like, I just want to see how this plays out but you i know. think that's perfect for a demo then because now you're wanting to well, go back for more <laughs> well i mean i mean that's the position i'm in is like i don't know if i want to go back for more because oh, i don't I know if those are going to be like actually pay off or not so did you not have fun while you're playing the game i did but not as much as you it sounds like but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, uh, here's what I think we'll do. We'll go clockwise, and then when we get back to the last person, we'll just start with the next person clockwise so that Mateo doesn't have to go last every time. Um, my number five is... On guard. Anybody play this oh, one? Demo out. I, oh. I downloaded it. I haven't played it yet. Yeah. Is there I, a demo for it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should play oh. it. And, they said tomorrow for Steam Next Fest they're updating the demo with new content. So oh, that's, oh, that's rad. 
Yeah, so um, this game, I bumped something off of my top five because I played this demo, and I was like, wow. damn, this game is fun. It's basically like, um, well, here's the pitch. This, uh, the swashbuckling action game Unguard. Battle graceless guards and nefarious noblemen in fast-paced fights full of spectacle. Use the environment, your wit, and your blade to teach them all a lesson. So the game has a really like cartoony, like Fortnite-esque sort of art style and like just very... You know, almost Shrek-esque, one might say, <laughs> since of humor. But uh, the game is like a mix of like platforming sequences and then just fights through like linear missions. But like the fighting system itself is really satisfying. It's very like similar in a way to like the Arkham games where you just have to like react the right way. But mm. I think what causes it to like elevate or differentiate itself from the Arkham games is it adds like environmental interactivity and like takedowns. So it's like you could kick a box at a guy and stun him to like get past his guard or like kick a dude into like a you know a stack of boxes or like a weapon rack that'll fall and like crush him or you can like you know throw a guy like over uh some water and he's just drowns and he's ringed out of the fight or you could kick a guy down the stairs or you could pick up a bucket and throw it on a dude's head and he's just like out of the fight for a few seconds while you handle the other guys What's the the like the sword like combat like so it's like, well, it's like I said, it's a lot like the, the Arkham game. So you've got like a bread and butter combo that'll like kill dudes, but they've got kind of like a Sekiro posture and like death blow type thing going on where you have to hit them enough times to break through their guard and then yeah. you do like a death blow to knock them out. But while you're fighting the enemies, they can uh, attack back and you can parry them or they can do unblockable attacks. So you have to dodge out of the way. And um, in between all that, you know, you've got other... Well, here, here's one thing that's different about the Arkham games. You know in the Arkham games, the dudes just, like, stand in a big circle around you and mm -hmm. take turns attacking you one at a time? <laughs> kind of the crux of the battles in this game is making space for yourself to take a guy out one-on-one. -on -one. So dudes will gang up on you, and they'll chain, like, unblockable attacks. So mm -hmm. it becomes almost impossible to take a dude out. So part of the puzzle of the combat is using the environment to, like, stun or uh you know just take dudes out of the fight temporarily so That's that you can cool. focus on one dude have, yeah. have you guys played have you guys played sifu yeah 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 i heard i, I heard this game thrown up in comparison a lot to sifu oh mm. interesting definitely not as hard that, that makes, that makes sense it kind of yeah. uh it kind of gives me like uh, midnight suns vibes honestly because so much of the combat in midnight suns is focused on using the environment to actually assist yeah. you in the battle if you just try That's to brawl what's fun about this game you're not yeah. gonna make it yeah, I, sure. I, I saw the the character just like slide across the table, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah. that's really cool." Like, yeah. yeah, just like that alone was like, "Oh, my my interest is is peaked yeah. there for sure." I, it I just really just loved you... how lighthearted this game looked. Yeah, like, yeah, it's it, it, very. I know, I know, you said it like jokingly, but it definitely does, does kind of have like that Shrek, Shrek vibe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like the shtick at the beginning is there's another vigilante who's trying to recruit you against the villain who's named Count Duke, which is kind of a funny joke. But uh, he's obviously. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the vigilante is like obviously the main character's brother, but he's like, and she immediately just clocks him and is like, "What are you? What are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh no, I'm the mysterious vigilante." And he like plays out this shtick the whole time, you know, pretending that he's not actually your brother. But... That's great. Yeah. Oh, there's another really funny bit where like you come from a certain direction into a room where he's waiting for you and he's like facing away from you and he turns around and he's like oh i meticulously spent a lot of time setting up this whole like 
obstacle course you'd come through. It was like a theatric, but you came in this way. It's fine, whatever. We'll do it this way. It's kind of just so funny. <laughs> we should check out the demo then, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. play the demo. All right. Steven. All right, I'll, I'll be a bit quicker than guys right. on this one. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, um, because everything happened while I was asleep, pretty much every single show except mm-hmm. Capcom happened while I was asleep. I, I pretty much just cherry picked things that I hadn't seen. Like if it was something that we've seen before, I didn't watch it pretty much. Like if it was any game that had previously been released, I pretty much didn't watch it. So I um only looked at yeah mostly the newer stuff and the Xbox stuff. Um, there is one game on here that I, I did you know because I flipped around on it massively. Um, but yeah, the first one is actually uh, the trailer for Mortal Kombat. Uh, mainly nice. because and I haven't played Mortal Kombat in ages. So I don't know if this is a new character. I just loved it. There's a samurai sword dude, and it's just like oh yeah, oh, yeah so he's, he's got a samurai sword. He's a new character. He's not a new character. Yeah. He's uh, mm-hmm. uh, a remade character. Mm-hmm. They they a, re- compl- a remade character. Like so, they overhauled that his character. I can't remember what his name okay. is, but they overhauled him. Right. Yeah. Oh, it might be Ken. It might be Kenshi. The- it, it yes, Kenshi. it is Kenshi. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I took oh, oh man, it's Kenshi. That's man, awesome. that is that is a dope. Uh, reskin, yeah. like man, it looked, and I was just like, man, that looks so good. Yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not a fighter game dude, but I, I, I can I play like out Kenshi. the sword. Let's go. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. So yeah, that I just like that trailer. It looks really great. I think it's gonna be an awesome game to watch. Let me ask you this, game, Steven, like festivals and stuff. They're making a big deal out of the cameo mechanic, which is like not something new in fighting games. It's just new yeah, to Mortal Kombat. Did that really like move the needle a... for you? No, like... I, I, not 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 personally. I, again, okay, I good. like watching um hmm. mvc3 and stuff like that or mvc2 yeah, yeah. and and seeing all of those combos happen but i don't like playing that sort of stuff myself so um, what's different about it is it it kind of uh it kind of brings in like the smash bros mechanic where you'll hold down like b and you'll do mm-hmm. like their special moves you right. kind of get that, but it's on a meter with the cameo character. Yeah, it's so, not like yeah. you're straight up tagging in another character. Yeah, to switch so yeah. it's not like it's MVC3. Like, it's, like, it's like some kind of like a, a trophy of helping or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah something I like, like that. I, I, I like it. I like, it's cool that yeah, it combos in with stuff. Turns um, out it uses yeah, AI really as well. <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I like that in uh, Ultimate Tenkaichi Three, there were like assist characters that don't actually fight but it's like if you have like or maybe it's on supersonic warriors on the ds or something like that but like i remember if you have like bardock and goku and like gohan then you could do like family kamehameha and stuff. oh nice. that's cool Always that's dope. awesome yeah <laughs> all right jonah number five all right so my number five uh this is probably my only negative thing but uh it was huh. how awkward the ubisoft uh press event was <laughs> yeah. uh just having the dude come out that does all the yeah. short films and him announcing the the new anime which it looks mm. kind of it looks kind of all right but like his whole thing where he's waiting for people to like applause and cheer for him and it was yeah, just Bush like a, so much yeah. awkward silence and then i think Please he's just having on. a hard time reading the teleprompter and stuff but uh i think my favorite part about that was the very end where they just showed everyone clapping and nobody knew when to oh, stop really? clapping so <laughs> oh, it no. was it was like 45 seconds of them just painting around different parts of the the venue of people just clapping and they're like can we stop clapping now and then they <laughs> panda somewhere else and then they're doing the same thing and then they go to the stage 
and they're just everyone is on the stage for way too long clapping and it was just so awkward but yeah. i was uh i was sitting there just giggling the entire time it was funny the animation of that show looks all right though i'll yeah. check it out so was your number five just the Ubisoft cringe press conference? It wasn't a specific game. No, it that just the that moment. The vibe. The, the vibe. <laughs> okay. That was my number five. Love it, Mateo. Number five. Keeping oh, the E three magic alive. If, <laughs> yeah. if we can, if we can it, you know what? It, it felt like classic Ubisoft E three. How awkward oh, yeah. it was. If we can do low lights too, I've got one. Do it. <laughs> What did they actually announce in that Marvel Snap segment? Does anyone have any idea? Uh, I just remember like being overwhelmed by that guy's personality. Oh that my dude, God. The, them announcing basically nothing. Like that that yeah. that's my favorite worst moment from, from this whole thing. In case you haven't heard of it, Marvel Snap, let's go. Yeah, I love that he was continuously dunking on Jeff Keighley too and saying how bad he is at card games. Yeah. Sick. All right, then. Uh, so for round two, number four, we'll start with myself. Uh, my number four was Juicesant. Have you guys seen this game? It's yeah. the new Double oh. Rod game. Dude, that <laughs> game looks so cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this was oh, another one. Yeah. yeah. I bumped off something else from my list again because I played the demo of this. Um, it's interesting, Don't Nods, you know, branching out from their, you know, kind of, you know, active uh, visual novel branching narrative games or whatever that they usually do the life of strange games or whatever but uh this game's cool the world's really compelling you start off like walking through a desert up to this huge natural tower that's like so tall it just disappears above the clouds and everything has like rocks or maybe mountains <laughs> no it's literally a cylinder like anyway <laughs> <laughs> the the entire world and the tower itself are uh riddled with like shipwrecks and like coral it's like clearly oh. this all was like underwater at okay, some point and you're carrying this little critter in like a sack on your back that's this little like flubber water dude and he helps you like navigate <laughs> the environment by causing like plants to grow that you can like hit your right on and hmm. stuff but like the the rock climbing mechanics are really cool it seems simple at first you're just like left trigger right trigger left trigger right trigger to just grab onto rocks and you kind of have like a choice of like how you want to go but there's there like a, a stamina? stamina okay I was gonna yeah say, yeah a stamina meter? and you can uh you can just hang and sit for a second to recover your stamina but the longer you climb before getting to like a platform where you don't have to actually be climbing your maximum stamina is like decreasing oh. and they have this system of uh pythons where you like stab a python into the wall and put your like you know, your rope through it. And you can pretty much only go as far as like the amount of pythons you have. So you have to like plan. So it, there's really like an element of like puzzle solving of like how you're gonna get to your next destination. And you can like repel, like you can hang from your rope a long distance under your python and like run along the wall and like jump and oh dude this uh, sounds awesome. so cool vertical, yeah. vertical strand great. game is what this sounds like exactly yeah <laughs> the world's like infinitely more interesting than death stranding which is just like a bunch of ghosts and like guys with guns but uh yeah there's lots of you know little like text logs you get to fill in like the backstory and it's just like this looming mystery of like what the hell is at the top of this yeah. tower you know and, like why am i carrying this little water guy so can't wait sounds, for that one. It looks sick. That's cool. Yeah, really Steven, cool. number four. Uh, my number four, um, and I, I, I will be bringing up uh, Jason 
soon as well. <laughs> uh, Prin uh, Prince of Persia. Yes. Um, that's going to yeah, be I, my I, birthday game. I actually game. have only watched very little amounts of this, like little snippets here and there. I haven't watched the full trailer, but like instantly as I get Metrovania, powers look cool, you know, obviously some Sound of Time uh, rewind features and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm in. Um, I'm not usually a... I, I prefer a gun when I'm doing Metrovania than I right, do yeah. a, a, a sword. Um, but I'm always willing to try any Metrovania looks this good quality. So, yeah. The the movement in this game looks absolutely perfect. I mean, mm -hmm. just what you want, you know, with the air dashing and the sliding and the wall jumping and everything. It just looks so good. Yeah, I've heard a couple people say just it... it... The way you move in the game is how you would expect it to feel on the controller, which is nice. excellent. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I like one-to-one -one movement. <laughs> Sick. All right, maybe this game will make us all forget about the failed start over still in development. <laughs> Prince of Persia says it's time to remake, but uh, <laughs> they really should just cancel that. Nobody wants it or cares. Uh, Joda, number four. Uh, so my number four was going to be Prince of Persia, but there was another game that Ubisoft brought. Um, <clears throat> that is a, a throwback uh ac mirage man assassin's oh, creed oh, nice. mirage is looking Ooh. real good my biggest complaint yeah. about the most recent um assassin's creeds is that they don't feel like assassin's creed anymore yeah. it just feels they're like just action to, rpgs yeah they just feel mm -hmm. like action rpgs which i don't have not bad issue. ones honestly. i don't i don't yeah. have an issue with them making action rpgs but it doesn't feel like Assassin's yeah. Creed anymore. So should've why rebranded it? Yeah, they they should have just yeah. created and I understand creating a new IP is like a big thing. You know, come up with something else. Use one of your different existing IPs. Yeah. I don't know, but I like that Mirage is going uh, back to the roots of like Assassin's Creed one through four, uh, like those kind of mechanics and. Um, the the mirage thing that they showed at the end, it, it felt very uh, Splinter Cell Conviction Blacklist, where you mm -hmm. mark the guys and then you instantly kill them. Uh, nice. I was like, oh, you <laughs> you know what you're doing to me right now. So I uh, I I really thought uh, AC Mirage looked good. Cool, Ubisoft with the wins. Yeah, Taya, number four. I'll also go with an Ubisoft one. I've been what? burned by a lot of Ubisoft games, but I got to tell you that Star Wars Outlaws trailer yes. looks phenomenal. It looks so damn good. It has me stoked. That was and my I number think three. I'm gonna be disappointed, <laughs> but you know what? I'm I'm in right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, no, I I, mean, I, I, I like the I, I like the idea of a Star Wars game where you're not a Jedi. I you don't, I, you don't have force powers. Like that sounds so good to me. <laughs> I like the idea of a Star Wars game outside of the Star Wars or the like the uh, Skywalker the saga. Yeah, that. dude, it's yeah. I'm so tired of it. And like Ubisoft is Ubisoft's showcase this year has done one uh, several things. They've gotten me hyped for Assassin's Creed again. They got me hyped mm -hmm. for a Star Wars game. I'm not a big Star Wars fan. That game looks fantastic. The new character looks excellent. I think she's gonna be. A fantastic addition to uh the, the series as a whole it would be cool if i could be an alien or just design what yeah. my character yeah. something along those lines yeah. but um, I, I mean it, it's it's nice with crafted about. characters the, true <laughs> yeah that, that thing is cute as hell it is nice with crafted characters right because you get less of that like your character looking like a weirdo in the cutscenes. everyone else looks mm -hmm. phenomenal you build a yeah. character looks dragon age inquisition looking at you <laughs> yep um dang i did 
when you popped into space, like when they took off and just like went through the atmosphere, and all of a sudden there was just like this whole huge like battle zone and all these asteroid like chunks flying around. Like my eyes about popped out of my head. It Dude. looks so dang good. I and I, I, really I love the fact hope that, that it's, it's incorporating just space in, like, combat too. Yeah, I'm hoping that it's just going to be in a solar system, and there's like X amount of planets that you can go to. Because I feel like if they try and go for like a No Man's Sky or an, uh, a Starfield thing or whatever with having a bunch of like just procedurally generated planets that you could go I to. I don't think that they're doing that. It I, looks pretty handcrafted. I just want set locations, yeah. Yeah. Hey, did you guys see how hot that droid was? Oh my god. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wes, number four. All right, so my number four was also Star Wars Outlaws, but I'm going to talk about something real quick that maybe you guys didn't see. It's called Leica Aged Through Blood. Did you guys oh, see this yeah. game at all? It looks cool. This is a self-professed Motorvania. Mm -hmm. It's like, what if we take a Metroidvania and add uh, the Trials-style mm -hmm. uh, bike mechanics? That's like awesome. Yoku Island Express. Whether yeah, so like you're riding this, you're riding this, you're like this, like little like fox character in the desert, and you're like in this wasteland, and you're Quest riding this, revenge. you're riding this dirt bike, and you can like go through over, go over these ramps, kind of like excite bike, and just like start pivoting your bike around, and like enemies will shoot at you, and you have to like pivot your bike around so that oh, the bullets yeah. hit the bottom of the bike and like deflect you back around and you're like shooting at them yeah and it looks absolutely awesome looks sick, that yeah. put that's a hole wild. in your oil tank but that's fine it's bulletproof oil <laughs> tank come on it's, it's titanium <laughs> yeah titanium bike or something i don't know yeah but it looks it looks awesome if you haven't watched a trailer for this game i recommend checking it out it looks pretty sweet sick all right moving on to our number threes steven uh, number three, uh, I have Clockwork Revolution. Yes. Um, I, oh, yeah. I, I, I love my on-the-nose philosophy tales. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I like, all, uh, like all the Bioshocks uh, that I've played. Um, I think I've played them all now. Uh, mm. Yeah, I have. Um, they're, all, they're all fun. You know, as I said, they're very on-the-nose with their messaging and stuff. But, like, it's, it, it's cool. Um just looks really great who knows what it's gonna actually play like because it's made mm -hmm. by the no wait i'm thinking of the other game that i'm thinking i'm not 100 sure who it's made yeah, by. it's it's the the developer that did we happy few yeah i oh. thought that was i thought that was south of midnight no it's, uh, no wes is no, correct wes is correct am i yeah Maybe okay. yeah because I've heard, I've heard several know. people be like we happy few yeah so yeah so who knows what it's actually going to be like Visually looks cool. Yeah. Um, I'm always down for more Bioshock. I, I don't particularly love the gameplay of Bioshock, but I love the worlds just walking around in them. Um, so yeah, they so... they've come out and said that this is gonna be more RPG esque than Bioshock. Yeah, I heard that. So yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued by what that what that actually means yeah. um, to to play. But yeah, um, yeah more like just, narrative choices. Just walking around and looking is is what I'm most intrigued to do and if, no. if it ends up being also good gameplay then that's a win i have to correct myself it is not the developers of we happy few it's in exile huh. entertainment the developers of wasteland 3. oh that's, that's why they're saying okay it's like yeah it is our, so, our RPG yeah stuff, this so. is their like outer worlds from obsidian they're yeah, like shifting so um, the first okay I, I was so, wrong so that's then wrong. that's 
there's probably some yeah, okay. heavy positives there. That makes so, me yeah, a lot more interested. I'm intrigued, for sure. yeah. Nice. All right, Dylan, number three. Um, so it was uh, Star Wars Outlaws, but uh, this will give me some time to talk about Avowed. I think, yeah, uh, Fishman. I think Avowed's going to be... so squamous. I think it's going to be pretty cool, dude. Like, uh, I, I mean, I just want them to make another fallout game you know yeah. i want obsidian to go back and make uh new vegas 2 or something along those lines but uh you know i really enjoyed the outer worlds so let's uh see mm -hmm. how about turns out man hell yeah dude i've seen like a lot of weirdly negative reception to this game you'll just say and it just looks like boring or like not graphically impressive or whatever and i'm just like bro like it's fucking obsidian I like <laughs> they knock it out of the park every Shut time. Shut up, nerds. You'll go and play freaking Skyrim for about three months. It's uh, Skyrim 2. What more do you want? Uh, Avowed did make my other list. So. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, Vitale, number three. <laughs> Let's see. Number three. Uh, you know what I need in my life? I need some some chunky beefy boys shooting stuff oh, so like yeah. i put a warhammer 40k space <laughs> yeah, Marines yes. they said that game looks fun dude it does like, it they, looks they awesome said, they said online co-op campaign and i was immediately in yeah i need someone they to join me or tech dude we're gonna we're gonna serve the god emperor. We're gonna we're gonna bring yeah, dude. glory to mankind. Let's go. You'll have to, uh, Mateo. You'll have to hit up Jared. He's a huge Warhammer uh, guy. Yeah. He's been getting into making yeah. the, the figurines, going to shops and doing like competitions and stuff. Yeah, like just a quick shout out to Preston Wilkie. He was my secret Santa, and he got me a key to the open beta for uh, Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader, and they like. You That's know, sick. they messed it up and they didn't send me the key and he had to like fight the customer service to like get it to me. Dude's like a hero, but I played like five hours of that so far and it's really sick. I, I'm being I'm becoming indoctrinated into the dark future that is Warhammer where there's only death. So. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, Wes, number three. All right, my number three was Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. But since we nice. already touched base on that, I'm going to talk about another thing that maybe people missed. This is a toss out to Steven, who I think might be into this game. It's a game called Ruffy and the Riverside. Did mm. you guys see this at all? Yeah, that game actually looks really fun. Yeah, I saw so, that one too. It's, it's super like, it's got this super kind of cartoony vibe. Um, it mm -hmm. looks kind of like a throwback PS1 game a little mm -hmm. bit. It's kind of like a 2D like character it. model in a 3D world. And yeah. you're like this weird superhero bear guy running around and he has the ability to basically like take anything in the environment, whether it be like a character or like, you know, trees or, you know, like the side of a mountain or whatever, and just like magically replace it with something else. And so you could like basically like just run around and just manipulate the world to your content, and, yeah. you know, to try to like get around and there's some I, sort of I weird stuff going on and... Are you solving like Scribblenauts style puzzles? No, it, it has sort of mechanic, kind of like or? a sort of collect-a-thon platformer vibe, like Banjo-Kazooie okay. Mario 64 kind of feel is what I was getting, but I don't know if that's accurate. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting as well. And um, mm. it just, I, if, if you haven't watched the trailer, Stephen, go check it out. Yeah. It's just it's this really, like, like, it's got like this really like high kind of high energy, like mm. colorful, like playful um, kind of tongue-in-cheek uh feel to it I, and i really it really kind of like maybe sit up and go like this looks weird as hell but also i really want to try this yeah 
Sick. Yeah. Uh, check out that one if you haven't seen it for sure. My number three is Shadow Gambit, The Cursed Crew. Anybody see this game? I don't even know what show this was at, uh, but this is the new game from, uh, I think the developer's called Me Me Me. Uh, they <laughs> do all of these like stealth tactics games. There's like Shadow Tactics and um, I think it's uh, Desperados series. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of like the same thing they've been doing, except for it's like supernatural ghost pirates this time. Like Ooh, you're nice. basically playing like the crew of the Black Pearl. And so you just start off as yourself. You're like the captain. And uh, she's really cool because she keeps her sword like sheathed in her rib cage and she just pulls it out oh, of her freaking ribs. That's so <laughs> rad. But, um, that's great. As you progress through the game, you uh, get a resource that allows you to revive your dead crew members whose corpses are just hanging out in your ship. <laughs> so then you can use them on missions. But the gameplay is very similar to the other games where it's kind of that CRPG vibe where it's like, you know the isometric like you know something like Baldur's Gate or Divinity or whatever but instead of being an RPG with like an open world and like crazy overwhelming character customization it's like a mission or level based stealth game so like you're you're coordinating your different crew members to basically in like an immersive stem way uh, immersive sim way like choose your path through an island as you're like doing a heist to like steal the treasure on the island cool. and all of your your crew members instead of being like an insanely deep overwhelming like rpg character they each have like these are like the one or two things they do that they're good at that you use to solve puzzles but it looks really cool it's coming on june wait there's a demo steam next fest tomorrow june 19th that's coming out august 17th so nice Fred. Yeah, um, looks cool. Uh, the only thing that's really upsetting is you explained all these cool, like, I dark, know, heavy I know. things. But like for me, no, 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 I'm not talking about that. I'm just like, all I was thinking about the whole time was Beaker from the Muppets and being like, so when are you gonna bring up Beaker? Maybe he's in the game. You know, Jeff Keighley might get that crossover. Um, all right, so number twos, you could start off Jonah for us. Uh, my number two was Fable. I thought I, I, nice. I thought Fable looked good, man. I am excited <laughs> to see. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Playground Games does because, like, if they've done anything, they've gotten me into racing games. So, I mean, we'll we'll see how it is. They know yeah. how to make a really good filled out yeah, open, open world, world and good, yeah. their mission structure is pretty solid. So. We'll we'll see how they do with uh with the like a third person combat game like Fable. It's very different, but I mean, maybe it'll be first person. You never know. Oh, like, that... she showed anything yet, right? I really hope it's not. I don't like first person <laughs> melee. I want to see my character. The, 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 the biggest question is, can like I drift on my horse? You know. Oh my oh, god! I if, hope so, if that is a feature, that that feels so perfect for no Fable. We're, talk, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about like drift, and then you get like the flames bursting behind you. <laughs> yeah, the horse is ass. Mario Kart, like you get a dude. jet boost, and it's like a rocket out of the yeah. horse's ass. That's what I'm talking about. Sick. All right, then. Uh, Mateo, number two. Ooh, number two. I almost put Alan Wake 2 here. Oh, but we're gonna go. We're going to go with a weird one. 
We're going to this with this Sea of Thieves X Monkey <laughs> Island that's coming Dude, out. Wow. That crossover was that. so good. I, oh I, my I god! And what I, a great idea. I can't think of a better like combination with Sea of Thieves than than Monkey's Island, dude. Like uh, that, 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 yeah. that might have that was like maybe my second or maybe my first like point and click adventure game way back when. Yeah. I think may, maybe you can Maniac tell the Mansion inspiration, like of uh, of Sea of Thieves from Monkey Island, for sure. For sure. That's yeah, cool. absolutely. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they're gonna do with it. I, I'm stoked. It's gonna be fun. Um, my wife walked in on me watching this trailer like halfway through it, and she just was introduced to Monkey Island because she played the the new one and she'd never heard of the series or anything. She absolutely loved it. And she uh, thought she was watching a trailer for a new Monkey Island game bringing oh the series man. into 3D. And I had to like explain it. She was so let down. <laughs> yeah. All right, last number two. Okay. Imagine you're waking up to the sound of the ocean. You feel the golden rays of the sun uh, on your back. The sand and the surf are all mm. around you. So are the uh, sounds of tourists walking around. <laughs> you, sit up, you don't know where you are or how you got there. Suddenly you hear a clamor of all the tourists shouting and pointing at you in a foreign language. You don't know why they're so upset. When all of a sudden you look at one woman and she's pointing down. You look down and realize you have on no clothes. This is the scene setting the scene for Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. What is name, I, dude? Oh I was so, so hyped for it. And that was like absolutely my number one favorite trailer in the whole it's, Summer Games Fest. Uh, it was just, uh, yeah. just so great. Have y'all ever been naked and not realized you were naked? No. Though? Like, no. <laughs> no. Like, the instant, like, you know, cool breeze you got to feel. <laughs> Well, um, we're, we're talking about we're talking about Ichiban Kasuga here, and this is just the kind of guy that Ichiban is. He's a little bit aloof. He doesn't always know what's going on around him, but you Fair. absolutely know that no matter what happens, he's going to just like you know step up in the situation. You know, mm -hmm. anyway, my, one of my favorite online uh, like meme images is like the he's doing the um. The Matthew McConaughey like smoking the cigarette, looking at his phone, like, like, <laughs> yeah, like memes. Um, I just love the cool. fact that the title of this game like leans so heavily into what everyone loves so much about this game, which is like the really deep side quests. Like Infinite Wealth just says, you know, yeah. money management sim part of the game, which is <laughs> usually everyone's favorite. Like, oh like, yeah, other than the characters, but like those side quests are just so good. Like I, I so loved it in Like a Dragon. It was, it was so good. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and the fact that they're taking it out of Japan, it seems like yeah, that's they're huge, going to be, right? you know, at least part of the game seems to be taking place in uh, Hawaii, I guess, mm -hmm. um, is really interesting and exciting as well. And uh, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing where they where they take this thing. Yeah, sick. All right. Uh, my number two uh, probably surprises no one is Remnant 2, baby. Yes, sir. Yeah. Let's go. Let's get it. Honestly, the first game... oh, I think I know what your number one is going to be. <laughs> um, man, the first game just really hit different for me. Like, it was one of those games where you just, like, see it and you're like, yeah, it looks, like, pretty mid, whatever. But I tried it and something about that game just clicked, dude. Like, I played through that game, like, three times on, like, different platforms with, like, my different friends. Like, I just got addicted to that game. Yeah, it has that, like, unfortunate thing where it's, like, 
you know, you just gotta get past the first five hours yeah. because... Everyone ahead, said that the first level is the most boring aesthetic. Yeah. That's the only thing you ever see from the trailers, and I've never seen past the first Right, level. and like, I went into that game blind, and I was like, okay, running around post-apocalyptic Earth, everything's brown, it sucks, whatever. And then you like get to the end of Earth, and you go through a portal to an alien planet that's like an alien planet. And you're just like, <laughs> oh, what's happening? And like... They're just like taking that to the next level with this one. Like apparently one of the levels or the worlds is like like a planet side. It's like Death Star style like ship that an entire race lives on. And like they're trying to understand like the fabric of the universe. And they found like the giant supermassive black hole at the center of the universe. And their ship AI told them they that their ship could handle it. So they go through the black hole and it just kills all of them. So their ship is just like a big necropolis and all their corpses are like undead and trying to kill you. I but, don't uh, know that I can stand by any AI slander on this episode, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. AI and Shrek, the that's the theme of this the episode. The crew just did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what's what's really nice about this game is just like the quality of life they're bringing to it. Like just having the bigger budget to really diversify everything, like more worlds, more enemy variety, more Dogs. like weapons. Yeah, you, there's a class Dogs. where... <laughs> You have a dog companion that you can pet that helps you fight and revives you when you go down. What so if it was like you could just have a dog companion play. that you could pet? It doesn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't do Still anything. But yeah, I'm super hyped for this game. It just, it, it's so, it seemed like the kind of game that wouldn't get a sequel and was just unfortunately like a great proof of concept and you just wish they had more resources, but it's like that's actually happening. So next month, baby. Yeah, next month, baby. Oh, baby. So I won't be able to play, but one day I'll get to it. Um, <laughs> uh, Steven, number two. Um, so yes, for me, it's a big turnaround. This is the one only one that I wasn't a reveal kind of thing for me, and I was cautiously optimistic to begin with, but then it's had a really good showing, which is Starfield. Yes, um, I think Starfield had a, a great show, and they had to show that much, um, just to be able yeah. to really sell the concept. Like, yeah, it's, it's still slow, but the thing, it's funny, I said, I messaged Kate and just like, you know, I don't know, I was just thinking about the Forgotten City and I'm like, you know mm. what, these stupid, like, clo mid-close-ups, I'm ready charm. for some, du yeah. some dumb conversations with some, <laughs> you know, mid-close-ups, like, I don't know, like, there's just something about it and like, you know, the one thing that's the craziest, because it's just like this, you know, it, it expands on the Mass Effect uh, mold of like, me actually building a ship and then like i can hire people to be working in there so it's got like this almost like management sim rts sort of idea in there as well and that just like even if they do nothing even if i just hire someone to be oh you're my you know map guy and he doesn't actually do anything it's just cool like it just builds out like the world and your of your ship and stuff like that so just the yeah the op like the possibilities are so much more interesting to me. Like, yeah, um, procedurally generated maps, meh, whatever. That could be a bit bit mid. But um, but the, looking at the city that they showed looked awesome. So you know that they're going to have those cool cities. Bethesda games have always had cool cities and stuff like that. And if, if the in-between is not as good, I'll, I'll be able to overlook that because I do. I just like the idea of you know making a crew and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I'm... Um, I'm, it I'm it very feels like what out. No Man's Sky kind of promised at launch, yeah. you know, yeah. which the, uh, I can I can appreciate now that I've played like Sam. Yeah, no the Sky. level of com the level of confidence to do that entire 
showcase just on showing off more Starfield stuff. Like it, it's it yeah. seems like it's gonna be impressive. I don't want to get too hyped, but it, it no, seems I don't like, want to yeah, get too hyped. But at the same time, I'm I'm positive that I'm gonna enjoy my time, um, and yeah, I'll be able sure. to overlook the normal Bethesda. I'm jank. I'm letting myself <laughs> get too hyped for it because it's on Game Pass. <laughs> You know, I, I won't get go. burned. Yeah. I won't get burned by it. There you it. go. Um, 10 out of 10 Game Pass experience. Yeah, so that is like, true. last time they showed this game, I was like, yes. I don't want this. I've played so many other shooters that have way better combat. It doesn't look that great. It doesn't look appealing. I'm not like the biggest star guy, sci-fi guy. And then they go back around. They show incredible, like, ship building and like modulization and being able to make it your way and then the combat the combat looks so much better it looks like they got people yeah, from that. the halo team the doom team to come over show them how it's yeah. done being able to like fly strafe and the, shoot the, at the, the same yeah, time the dog, the dog yeah. fights looked really good no, like no offense to uh outlaws but like outlaws looks better but the combat, uh, the aerial dogfighting looked be like really good in stuff. Yeah, being able to fair. focus yeah. on different parts, like I'm sure Mateo's like, oh, that's like FTL where you get to focus in on different, yeah, different it, parts. Yeah, of the it's, ship. it's it's pretty it's, much doing it's, bats and stuff. Yeah, yeah that's cool. It's yeah. so it's so old school too. Like I mean, that's like from like Free Space One and Two was targeting mm -hmm. subsystems on ships to take it out. I'm surprised yeah. that it's become such oh. like a thing that's just not engaged being, really. Yeah, yeah being able to dock on ships like. The, yeah, the actual the like part. everything that everyone's asked about for for uh, skull and bones of like being able to like jump yeah. on a ship and ransack it, but like yeah, and being able to add it to your fleet, that's just some cool stuff, really cool. I think the most yeah. charming thing about the game to me that they showed was like just running into random NPCs in space. Like there was this one like just random person flowing through space called grandma and she like gets on your comms and it's literally like an old woman she's like come on over and dock with us i just cooked up a fresh meal or whatever like, that, that's like, awesome. that, yeah. that feels like some like red dead you know redemption sort yeah. of stuff that's cool. yeah, I, yeah. I, i'm i'm genuinely hyped for this game this was going to be my number one um yeah i how many of you are going to make a dick-shaped ship i i just want to wonder what the ttp is going to be for this game ship. <laughs> but you gotta like make sure that like one of your propulsion systems like you, you, you know your, your left propulsion system is just a, bit a little bit lower right yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sick. yeah glad that uh starfield seems to be delivering we needed bethesda to win one and come back sure. so all right um mateo. i lost track it's mateo mateo, mateo. 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 number two what? Number one. Number two or number one? Number, number one. one. Thanks, Jada. Thanks, Jada. <laughs> Starting our so, number ones with you. So I am, as we all know, I'm in my cozy gaming era. I'm in my fisherman era. That's good. But I but I always love cyberpunky dystopian yeah. stuff, oh, sure. right? So like Nivalis, I don't know exactly mm. what that game is about, but I know that it's cyberpunky. Yeah. I know that it's made by the same team that uh, did Cloudpunk which I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm all in. You ride a boat in like a cyberpunk world. Like, yeah, dude. Nice. you run businesses. There's a serial killer or something. I don't know. It looks so weird and wild and bizarre. I, I'm, I'm all in. It looks like the goofy indie that I need in my life. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's something. Is, did that game have like the like sort of voxel or just like pixelized textures thing going on? Yeah. 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 That, that'd be pretty cool for sure. Was there a demo? Yeah. 
there is not a demo yet. It's supposed to release oh, next year, man. and I still honestly don't know what the game is really about. It right. might just be like a slice of life simulator yeah, or just something. Like live your own life, you know, keep, hunt, keep become it, a detective. Keep an eye on for uh, Steam Next Fest. <laughs> Maybe we'll show. see something there. For sure. Yeah. All right, Wes, number one. All right, I feel really bad about this because I'm basically just going to be stealing um, Caden's number one pick here. Hey, but uh, hey. but uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> you scared me. I mean, it, for me, this this uh, I, I liked the Summer Game Fest stuff, but this was just kind of the, the, the cherry on the cake for me. I love Final Fantasy VII Remake. I know that not everybody does, um, but I absolutely love that game. And this uh, just showed me everything I wanted to see. It showed me these like wide open, beautiful landscapes that you can run around and kill monsters. You've got like dual tech attacks now, which were kind of introduced in the DLC for the uh, for a remake with Yuffie. You've got uh, Yuffie coming into the party proper. Um, they're leaning into seemingly some of the like alternate storyline stuff um mm -hmm. you know uh clearly going uh you know hinting at the cloud retelling his uh, his past in in calm and you know what happened uh back in nibelheim and um it seems like maybe they they might be playing with some timeline stuff here maybe i think so i think and, so uh, i think there's gonna be some new why wouldn't that be and after it, everything that happened in the first game like and it really has me you know like excited to see what's what's gonna happen this thing and we are only well we're like four days away from final fantasy 16 releasing which yeah. i am which i am like over the moon hype for also so mm -hmm. it's like square is delivering on the final fantasy front right now see i wasn't yeah. super hyped for me. final fantasy 16 and then i've i i've watched a Word couple mouth, it, I, i've watched a couple interviews with the guy that plays clive and the dude's just yeah, overflowed genuine, with dude. the passion for the series yeah. and the game and he's like this is the, this is my like magnum opus this is what I've got in that acting for. Like, I am so excited for people to see me as a Final Fantasy character. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. get it, man. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah, for I you. Haven't played, I haven't played the demo because I, I know that when I finish the demo, I'm just going to want to keep playing. And I don't want to have to wait. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll probably sure. like, play it like the, the, you know, the day before it comes out yeah. or something. And then just like keep going from there. But anyway, yeah. Final Fantasy hype. I am hyped for Rebirth. Um, it looks great to me and um i can't wait to see more okay Sick. Uh, i'm happy right. that you're happy Wes. Caden, <laughs> let me guess let me guess <laughs> is it lords of the fallen uh, yeah yeah <laughs> i hate that like i'm such a strong stereotype <laughs> it's of the <laughs> but it's like that's me dude it looks but, so cool it looks yo, so dude. cool lies of p more like I don't know. Yeah. Not as good as Lords of the Fall. Don't, but, uh, don't, 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 don't pee in my punch bowl. Okay, so like, Lions of P, like, for me, still fell on the same tier of, like, all of these non-From Software Souls-likes like that are just, like, fine. Yeah, Mortal Shell, The Surge, you know, it's just, like, it's fine, but it's, like, not nearly on the, the level of a, of a From Software Souls-like. And this game looks like it might finally be... The first like outside developer that cracks the code and actually makes something that competes with like Elden Ring or Bloodborne or whatever. But like the other thing that's like blowing my mind about this game is like 
they're doing straight up like the two worlds thing from soul reaver which like almost no other game has done since soul reaver which is just an incredible mechanic and i don't know why people have just left that on the table but like how they're like blending that into like the souls mechanics when you die you go into like the world of the dead well that's the same thing that happens in soul reaver and then you try to not die again in the world of the dead to get back to the world of the living but they say they have this mechanic where like the longer you are in the world of the dead more enemies keep spawning to try to kill you so you have to like really get out of there or like you're just gonna get like swamped but uh or you can sacrifice yourself to to that too go. yeah you could just say i'm gonna die because i need to get into the world of the dead right now because i'm assuming there's like puzzles where like you know obviously yeah. the worlds are geometrically different and you need to move through one to get to a point in the other you've got like a lantern that like reveals the world of the dead and it's light like while you're in the world of the living um this game has co-op too which i didn't realize until oh. I read like the steam page and it it has like good co-op not like crappy souls co-op it's like it works pretty much the same as like uh, Neo, where you have like seamless, uninterrupted, like cross progression co-op in oh. like the campaign. Like you can just play as long as you want with another person until you're like, I'm done playing and disconnect. You don't like, oh, I died. I disconnected. Oh, I killed a boss with you. I disconnected. And then you also get no progress in your game world. It's like you could just play the game together co-op with someone. I like that. Um, I like that a lot. Other. That's cool. Uh, the game also does have invaders like uh, Dark Souls, so you can get invaded and people are going to try to kill you. But they have like they've teased this secret elite PvP faction that's like player killer hunters, and you have to like kill like an ultra hard boss to like join this like in game faction, and then you go after trying to kill like invaders. Um, but uh, last thing on this game is like people are just saying that like it looks insane, like they're saying it looks like an unreal 5 tech demo but like oh, for wow. real like yeah. so i, I don't know was the game's it, was just it like was of the fallen one like the ps it was the launch. worst dude like um, but wasn't it like that they were showing off the fire tech for the ps4 yeah like um, and they were yeah. showing off that game yeah um yeah so I, i'm hoping dude that this game it looks cool it. it looks it looks yeah. incredible yeah i gotta check yeah. out this trailer now because that sounds I, so cool i just yeah. loaded it up on the other screen it yeah. does look sick dude yeah <laughs> Oh, and you know, it's a it's an action RPG Souls like, so the character customization, yeah, yeah. you know, all that stuff. All right, Steven, number Sweet. one. Um, yeah. So one of my biggest things about any of these shows is like uh, taking a, a leaf out of um, Spit Syndicate's uh, playbook. Show me something brand new, though. Um, and that <laughs> for me was South of Midnight. Yes, um, yeah. that game looks. <laughs> Uh, that, I'm really excited. Uh, who knows what the actual game's like? Again, this <laughs> one is from the We Happy Few people, so yeah. you know, take it with a grain of salt. But I love Coraline, um, absolutely. So you get those vibes from there, this sort of stop motion. Uh, so it has that, you know, the only thing that's kind of similar to it, I would say currently is maybe Little Nightmares, but I'm not the biggest Little Nightmares fan. Like, I think they're both mm. sort of in the seven range. I'm hoping for something a little bit better, but man, that music! Oh my god, if that if that showcases what the rest of the music is gonna be in the game, oh my god, that'll just be a treat to like just listen. The Louisiana um, if, if not, if, stylization is incredible. Oh, the yeah. voodoo Dude, magic if, if stuff. Nothing, if nothing else, I'm buying the soundtrack. Like I, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, probably, yeah, probably yeah. getting the soundtrack if nothing Damn. else. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, third person action adventure. 
magic and yeah based in louisiana yeah based in the in the deep south with yeah with all this blues and stuff yeah that's just me Very in cool. a nutshell like that's what i want to see i know it's a you know it's a it's a, it's a you know it's only a, a cgi trailer or whatever but the possibilities of how good that could be i'm, I'm so excited for that exciting yeah dude yeah all right, last but not least, Jonah, bring it in with your number one. So my number one was Starfield, but Mateo reminded me of Alan Wake 2, oh. so that's going to take the oh, cake. Hey. Alan Wake 2, baby, let's go. Saga looks like excited. a freaking badass character. I like that you can uh, go into like her headspace, and mm. it's just like her detective's office. And you Mind get to, palace, yeah. just, like my, my biggest question, because I'm a, you know, don't love remedies enemy variety do they have non-human enemies <laughs> I, I not mean, that they showed not that they, they showed oh really they were, they were creepy humans at least though with like masks and See, things, that's the right? thing. the trailer they set up that like some dark entity is taking over corpses and turning them into monsters and the monster was just a guy in a trench coat and a deer mask oh. with an axe <laughs> but we'll see we'll see you know Man. <laughs> like they're Feel like i gotta show yeah vibes, anyone from remedy attack. a fantasy book or something they're, yeah they're, they're okay so they're they're their combat mechanics look a lot better than yes. even yeah, control yeah. and R2 i liked i liked yeah. i liked control yeah, i liked control yeah um, i like the shotgunning control yeah uh it, it does it, i like it. I, I said it to I said it to Wes. Wes was asking me on Discord uh, what I thought about uh, Alan Wake Two, and I was like, "It's giving me RE Two vibes." <laughs> and what did you say, Wes? You said that uh, Alan Wake is Claire and Saga is gonna be Leon. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> two campaigns. <laughs> and so I'm I'm really excited. I like that it's got like that over the shoulder RE Four Two Three style combat. Um, and uh you know i know you're upset about like the enemy variety that's not why i go to remedies games i go there because they do tell some of the coolest stories yeah, and create amazing here. worlds and you know what it, it's nice because it, it's like it's in my home it's in washington and so i when it's dark outside i get a reason to be scared because remedies creating nightmares in my mind well, and they they said that they're really leaning hard into the horror vibe this time. Yeah, like yeah. the first game, mm -hmm. the first game had was definitely dark, but th they are like trying to go for survival horror in this yeah. game. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've been playing through the first one to uh, to prep for this one. Uh, I will tell you though, I'm gonna be very sad if Barry dies. I have not reached a point in the game where I know if that's the case or not. I'm gonna be very sad if Barry's dead. <laughs> Damn. All right. I remember the, who's the Barry. Hilarious. Oh yes, I, I remember who Barry is. His editor. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> the most hilarious thing about the first Alan Wake game is, you know, th this. It sort of almost hints at being survival horror. It's like, oh, you got a battery and it's gonna run out and stuff. But then you I get have... to just bef just before the boss battle, and it's like, here, have all of your ammo back and a million battery just so that you get. Here's a wooden fight. box full <laughs> of pistol bullets, and Everything. here, look, here's yeah. a box. I Here's a large pack of Energizer batteries. The product, oh God, the Energizer sponsorship. <laughs> the product placement oh, in that real? game is so funny, dude. Like the Verizon ads, the Coca-Cola ads. They had like the Conan O'Brien show on there. The Energizer. It's so funny, dude. It worked. It's right, still guys. in my mind. We did it. 
<laughs> Round Rama top five, Super Game Fest. Let's go. Future gaming's looking bright. Yeah, this year is like just one of those years, like that's just crazy. Yeah. Like, there's so many insane games coming out. It's it's just overwhelming. Yeah. I just don't think I'm gonna have the time for any of them. Yeah. Right. No, I, yeah. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. Because we're all gonna be playing Power World. Pokemon <laughs> <Pokemon laughs> baby. I love that Jeff Keighley said that, dude. So, uh, so, so, Steven, you're gonna tell us about this game we're gonna play. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna. We don't have time for the game. Oh <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, no. We'll uh, we'll yeah, save it for the like, next one. About to broach like two hours. Yeah, so, yeah. This this is the yeah. long one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we made it to the end of the podcast, guys. Uh, time for final thoughts. Uh, Wes is our guest. I'll give you the floor first. Anything you'd like to plug or anything on your mind at all? Uh. Yeah, first of all, I'd just like to say thank you guys for having me back. Um, it was an absolute treat to come back and uh, hang with you all here ag again. And hopefully I can do it uh, again in the future as well. Um, but you guys are absolutely killing it. I've been listening to the show the whole time since I've been gone. Awesome. I, I absolutely love that you guys brought Mateo in as the permanent fourth chair. He's doing an amazing job, Mateo. You bring so much to the show, and um, you guys have a great chemistry. You guys continue to have amazing guests. I'm excited to see where you guys go in the future. Um, and before we go, um, you guys thought you were going to get away without some useless video game trivia. I Bobby. was waiting for it at the yeah. beginning. You are wrong, <laughs> sirs. You are wrong. We are talking about some interesting Zelda naming conventions that you guys might not be aware of. Oh, okay. So let's talk about Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. Did you guys know that the Zora clan, that many of their names are steeped in musical references? Oh. So have you guys ever heard of Solflege? No. Before, in terms of music? Mm -hmm. So, Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Ti, Do. You know that? Oh. That's, uh -huh. the, that's, that's what that scale of music is called, Solflege. Oh. And, and all of, not all of, but... All of the uh, Zora royal families uh, names are based in Soflage. And oh, all of their individual my. themes are also made specifically with their naming conventions with Soflage. So you have Mifa. Me. Yeah, you have Sidon, which in Japan, his name is Saido. Oh. <laughs> and, it, uh, and also uh, King Dorefon, which is their <laughs> father. Oh, that's <laughs> so funny. That's cool. That's also, awesome. Also, if you thought that um, Dragon Ball had a lot of characters named after fruits and vegetables, you haven't seen Breath of the Wild. Because the it, almost the entire village of villagers in Kakariko Village, they're all named after fruits. You have Kado for avocado, Nana for banana, Coco <laughs> huh. for coconut, Melly for melon, <laughs> Steen for mangosteen, Papaya for papaya, Dorian for durian, and there's less obvious ones. Olkin is for pumpkin. Tiron, um, uh, Tiron in French is short for potiron, which is the French word for pumpkin. Rolla is named after Chirola tomato. Lasley is named after raspberry. Trissa is a type of citrus. Ollie is olive. Kotla is apricot. And Clary is cranberry. And a lot of those are more like French references for vegetables. Mm, interesting. But they're all but they're all there. So, wow. Take that, DBZ. <laughs> so charming. Round of applause for Wes bringing back the, the five, trivia. Five, five, five. Discord's doing its job. It's 
bringing it out. But just imagine it was there. Imagine. Yeah, we'll, we'll, edit, we'll edit it. We'll edit it. To uh, Nintendo Life, which where which is where I reference that information. So. Heck yeah. Andy citing his sources. What a good man. Yeah. <laughs> Jonah, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, Wes, it's so good to see your face, man. So good to yeah, have dude. you back. Likewise. Hell yeah. Thank you. It was awesome. Excellent show, gentlemen. Steven, I know you worked really hard on your game. I'm sorry. Uh, we just ran out of time. Um, bring it to the next show. Bring it to the next bring show. It. We're going to PAX. Can't wait to see everyone there. Um, but with that, uh, we also need to do a little bit of plugging. You guys can follow us on Twitter. You guys should like our video or, you know, share it. Cause we, we want more people to listen to our show. It'd be excellent to get some, uh, get into some new people's ears. And, uh, if you like the show and you want to support us and our discord, you can, um, join our Patreon. And uh, we have a new patron uh, at the $5 tier for shoutouts. So we have Dan, Gle- Dan Gieselin, Pucho. Gleason. Yes, sorry. And Wes Bates. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Thank you very much. Pucho, the homie. Yeah. So, Thanks, guys. Yeah. Can I? And. Steven. Steven, thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> thoughts. Okay, so I've got my uh, my five anti-hype trailers. Trailers that are otherwise pretty good or great, but were ruined by one or more things. We've got number five, Juicent with beady eyes. Hey, Sorry, yeah, that's true, though. They're creepy as hell. Uh, number four, Avowed. Okay, but what makes you unique? Uh, num- number three, we have, Tower- we have Towerborn with the backgrounds being just dull because it's all procedurally generated. Doesn't look uh... like Dragon's Crown. I'm sorry. Okay, then we've got number two with Star Wars Outlaws. We've got Knee High Walls. Cover shooting Snorefest. And then Avatar with Far Cry Enemy Outpost. You're not excited for Far Cry 7? <laughs> it looks so good. <laughs> except for I don't want to do any of the shooting stuff. Like, I just want to go around the world. Like, yeah. Sick. All right, Matteo, final thoughts. So uh, I've been reading a lot about like eternalism and presentism recently because oh. uh, I was started listening to this podcast called Wobegon, and it's all about time travel and like the changes between like causal reality and like, you know, the, the causal relationship of like cause and effect and things of that nature. Uh, I don't know. There's probably another, there's probably slight, like some point in the future where I know like a good closing thought. I don't have one today. Just listen to Wolverine. <laughs> <Mulligan. laughs> nice. Sick. All right, man. Uh, well, I've been your host as usual, Kitty Lane. My final thoughts are: I saw um, Key's delivery service in the theater recently. Oh, my buddy! Ooh, Ghibli Fest. Yeah, I hadn't seen that since I was like single digits, and I realized I literally didn't remember anything about it except for there's like a girl who's a witch who has a cat, and so it was basically like watching it for the first time. And holds up, dude, Studio Ghibli just yeah. rules. I can't wait for the movie. Except for every every character that doesn't live in the bakery is kind of a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> it was remastered, right? They they brought it to like 4K and stuff, and. Uh, I wouldn't theaters. be able to tell because I was sitting in the first row and everything was like oversized <laughs> and blurry and had like four shirt shortening. So it was a, kind of a bad viewing experience, but you know, <laughs> probably look good for the back row. So 
Um, yeah. So we did it, guys. That's the podcast. Uh, hey. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Seamless sign off. Did you did you forget how we end the show? I did. It's it's so easy as always. Happy gaming. There There we go. Okay, bye everybody. As always, a big thank you to our friend Miss Riven for the music in our podcast. If you like what you hear and you want to check out more of what they have, you can pay them a visit on Twitter at capital M I S T capital R I V E N seven one nine or on Bandcamp at Miss Riven. Thanks again for tuning in. Till next time. You couldn't like a, figure out how to give people meteor dust. No, not the meteor dust. The time portal thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's like a super secret. You're never gonna. No, figure the, it the out meteor dust. Guys. The meteor dust yeah. mechanic, to be honest with you, felt like. A little bit shoehorned in because you just have to give them three. It's like three, and then here's your best thing. It's like, okay, well, I don't need you anymore. So thanks a lot. Yeah, but they'll still die. They'll still die if you don't. Why do I care? Why do I care? (laughs) Because one of the guys is a spider robot and he's just taking care of dogs, and his dream is to live long enough to craft a pair of human like soft hands for himself so he can pet the dogs. (laughs) You're going to let that guy die? I'll say, see you later. God damn. When you go berserk, your spider limbs don't impale the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.